or call the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wings studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. It begins with Caden Green, offensive tackle from Kansas City, um, coming to us from Oklahoma. He played in 11 games last year, had five starts. As a guy that we think has position flexibility, but will we'll begin the, the uh, spring term as a left tackle. Uh, very excited about his length, speed, uh, athleticism. Also excited about his tenacity. Uh, and it's always fun to see all the talk about him on Twitter. Well, I guess if the move to the SEC has done anything, it has gifted us with an opposing coach that is going to give us plenty of content, right? Yeah, I just uh, didn't think it was going to be this guy. Whether you love him or hate him. didn't think it was going to be. Right. I, th- I thought it was going to be uh, Lane Kiffin if you asked me a year ago, but I thought this guy may not have a job a year ago in the SEC. But, yeah, here we are, dude. Yep, it's pretty wild. And he is, you know, it's it's interesting how this whole thing is, has gone down. Because, all right, whenever the schedules were, before they were released, and there was a lot of speculation as to, like, what was going to go on, like, whenever we first thought we were going to have, uh, what, the three regular opponents and then the six rotating like, it was thrown out that, okay, Missouri's a natural rivalry for Oklahoma. And in unison, every Oklahoma fan across the country said, no, there is no rivalry with Missouri, never has been, never will be. You can't just speak it into existence, not on our level, no chance. And it's funny, now that I think about it, because it's just the perfect replacement for Oklahoma State. Yeah. Because that's what every Oklahoma fan has said about Oklahoma State. Not a rivalry. Not at all. Little brother. They're not competitive enough. It's so funny the way that it's playing out. Because it's just, they've already, before we even play them, have slid into that spot for Oklahoma fans, it feels like. Yeah, you uh, replace Oklahoma State, who doesn't have real end zone seating. They just have a basketball arena in one of their end zones. And now you get Missouri, who also doesn't have real end zone seating, just a dorky rock M in the end zone. So nothing says basketball school quite like a basketball arena in one of your end zones and a giant rock M in the end zone. So, yeah, it actually is a fair trade, I think. Right, and they've got a coach who loves a press conference, just like Mike Gundy. However, Mike Gundy is the king of press conferences. I don't know what Drinkowitz is. Uh, No clue what he is, but I know he likes press conferences because he likes to hear himself talk and say all kinds of, of cute little things and little quips and, you know, jabs and stuff at, at different people. So, uh, his his press conference game, not close to Mike Gundy's. And, frankly, the football program at this point, nowhere close to the success that Mike Gundy and Oklahoma State have had over the sure. last 15 years. They've got one year 
of success rolling. Colin KC says, hey, OU and Mizzou did used to play for the best rivalry trophy when they played for the Peace Pipe. At least they had that. I don't know if they're going to bring back the Peace Pipe or just call this New Bedlam or what they're going to do with OU Missouri. But if we're going to bring back the Peace Pipe, Missouri, you pick your best. Search all across the state. You pick your best. We'll bring Gunny for the Peace Pipe presentation every single year. I don't, need, I don't know if we need to have a smoke-off at midfield or not, but I'll take Gunny yeah. over anyone else that Missouri has, and that's saying something quite a bit about their state. Uh, Gunny is uh, the OU representation for the Peace Pipe uh, trophy from now on. So are, are, we, are we calling this our, new, our uh, Get Out Your History books? Is this our Missouri Compromise? Uh, where we're going to allow Missouri to take over the Bedlam slot from Oklahoma State. And I love the Peace Pipe reference. Uh, I, does it turn into a stoner fest? What's Missouri's marijuana laws? Um, I think not as relaxed as the meth laws up there. I think that's a bigger <laughs> thing. So. <laughs> it's cartel controlled, so it's still they're making sure it's illegal. I right? mean, we all watched uh, the same show uh, a few years ago, right? It was the cartel mm-hmm. was very present in the Ozarks. So I think Look that's at this. my imagination of what goes on there. Cannabis in Missouri is legal for recreational use uh, past November eighth, twenty twenty two. There we go. So they're guy. newbies, though. You got to be careful. <laughs> Uh, Oklahoma will bring weed pipe and Missouri will bring a crack or a meth pipe. Yes, I agree with that. Um, th- this is a conversation where if I'm going a little bit slower than normal, I just really have to pre-read these texts. You, you know what I mean? Like this is a conversation where texts need to be pre-read. 405, is this going to be like the Louisiana Purchase having Missouri as our new rival? Yeah, that's right. That's what we're talking about here. We, we got the we got the Missouri Compromise going. We got the Louisiana Purchase. We're we're hitting all kinds of uh, historical documents here. It, it's funny though. I wonder if on radio up there in Missouri, they're lobbing the same meth jokes towards us that we are towards them. Yeah, because, but they're at you know, least mentioning the pot calling the they're mentioning Ponca City by name. We're just mentioning Missouri <laughs> as a state as a whole, so it's a little bit different, right? <laughs> they're, they're naming individual Disclaimer. towns. We're naming the states. We love all of our uh, listeners up in Ponca City, by the way. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Disclaimer. Um, okay. So I'm looking at the, the two histories of the two quote unquote rivalries here. Uh, Oklahoma leads oh, Oklahoma State. I thought you were looking up the meth history between the two states. Okay. Yeah, well, that's, that's coming Good. up in the final hour today. OU leads 91-20-7 over Oklahoma State. The largest victory was OU 75 to nothing back in 1904. I think we all remember that game. Great game. Mm. OU Missouri is 67-24 and 5 and OU's largest win was 77 to nothing back in 1986. So, both lopsided uh, uh, histories between the the two programs and OU. I think we should call it like the border war or something like that since since we share like a tiny little 50 mile strip yeah. or however long that is of a border with Battle them. Battle for Miami, like it's like, something like that. <laughs> Battle for Miami. Winner gets to keep Miami for a full 365. Oh my gosh. 
No, that's that's the that's a true meth war right there, battling over Miami, Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to our listeners in Miami. Five hanging fruit. Five star Randy says, should we start pronouncing Missouri as misery? Um, Four oh five says, I think drink is ready to bring his purse to brunch at any time. <laughs> yeah, many, including <laughs> Alex from Manford, are calling drink a uh, baby girl, as we we baby found out girl. yesterday. Oh, my gosh. He is always ready to talk about his feelings. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's great. And bring a purse to brunch, as we found out about baby girls yesterday. Look at, I love it when the when the text line is bringing their A game today. you got to love that. Uh, you want to compare OU Oklahoma State to OU Missouri, and you even tried to compare the two coaches, loving a press conference. TC and T-Town wants to know if Drinkwitz has turtles or not. Cherokee Sooner also oh, says, does, does Dipwits have farm animals? So a couple of textures are onto that. I don't know. Dipwits. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Listen, I the comparison between the two coaches was just a um, – just saying they like, like – he in no way is – he's nowhere close to Mike Gundy. No, I, no, no, no. He's got a uh, – Drinkwitz has a signature haircut, but it's more like from Dumb and Dumber than Gundy made the mullet famous again. I mean, the the two guys are not even close to the same level. Drink is a very uh, – he's a cheap knockoff. Uh, that That's for sure. Yeah. He, he, he's the new, he, he wants to be so bad. Drink so bad wants to be thought of as, oh, if Gundy says something at a press conference, it goes viral and – Everyone's like, God, isn't he great? Isn't he funny? And even uh, when Lane Kiffin says something, it's kind of like that in the SEC, right? Like, God, Lane's just so funny, man. He trolls everyone. He's so entertaining. Drink wants to be that so bad, yet he, he, he'll, he'll never get to that status. He's not well, witty Just think about enough. this. Think about this. Think about their, their like iconic 50-yard line backslap moment. You got Drinkowitz who says we stand on business from 15 yards away, a handshake, a slap on the back, and then turn, tucks tail, takes off running away from hype. And then you got Mike Gundy who straight up strong arms Tom Herman at the 50 yard line with a back slap and push and get the hell out of here. He was, was going to kick Tom Herman's ass if Tom Herman took another step <laughs> towards know. him. And that was that was real. That was going to happen. Uh, you- Hey, you ever shake the hand of someone who's been spending all summer hauling hay, that Bermuda hay like Gundy has? That's a strong boy. Uh, so many texts to get to, and uh, we, we got Bob Stoops coming up next segment, so we'll hit those on the, uh, on the other side. But like talking about Missouri makes me think about the trip to Columbia, which makes me, makes me go, <sighs> I'm dreading that trip. Just go up there and get a win and get the heck out of there. But what do you think is – like where will – where will the most OU fans be at any of the four SEC road games this year? Uh, Columbia, I guess, is the shortest distance for a road game, but will it be at Missouri? Is that true? I yeah, I would think. That, I bet Baton Rouge is probably about the same, isn't it? No, I I mean I don't think so. I think Baton. What what do you? I bet Columbia is like what six six and a half hours away. Is that right? Yeah, Baton Rouge is kind of a haul, dude. Oh, yeah, you know what? It is. It's on the other side of Louisiana. Yeah, you're right. It's Yeah, that's... So where do you think most OU fans, the Missouri game, the Auburn game, the Ole Miss game, or the LSU game? 
LSU. I think, well, I don't know. LSU is, hmm, I guess more people would probably be able to travel for the LSU game, right, with where it falls on the uh, calendar? Well, I, I don't know what everyone's plans are. That That is the Saturday after Thanksgiving. So I, right, I, so. I, I kind of think it could be Ole Miss because Ole Miss is mm-hmm. all you've heard is, oh, Oxford's awesome. The Grove is is great. And maybe some are, yeah, I don't want to go down there and deal with, with LSU fans. And then we heard the night that you and I were on air for an extra hour um, for the SEC schedule release that once the date was announced for OU Ole Miss, Oxford sold out of hotel rooms that night. So I think it might be well, that game where there's the most OU fans. Yeah. Your reasoning is good, but the reason I I don't think it's going to be Oxford is because I think all of those hotels were sold out. Like, you can't – there's nowhere to stay. It's not easy to get to. Sure. There's not uh, easy availability. You, like, basically have to stay in Memphis. Correct. I, 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 my point is it's the most difficult road trip of all of them by far. Yeah. There's no easy way to get there. I, I guess, and I'm so going that's off why of, I think it's LSU. Yeah, I, I'm kind of going off this too. I've heard, like, just talking to OU fans, some have mentioned Auburn. I think that's the longest trip this year, by the way, is Auburn out of the four. I mean, that's, like, basically mm-hmm. a Georgia state line is where that where Auburn's at, pretty close to it. I haven't heard a lot talk about Missouri. I've heard most talk about Ole Miss and LSU, though as the two places they're mm-hmm. most excited to go to this year. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's right. I think they are the the two most exciting. Um, and I think a lot of it will obviously depend on what those teams and what our team looks like at the moment. Like if we're if it's LSU is a top 10 team and we're a top 10 team in the last game of the season, then buddy, there's going to be a bunch of people making their Thanksgiving plans to travel down to Baton Rouge. So think a lot of that kind of factors in as well but um i don't know needless to say i think there's going to be a pretty nice presence at all the places. i i absolutely so. agree with that yes there will be all right quick time out more from the rush coming up hanging out at the lofts at valencia today up in edmond really cool spot literally just opened up they got all kinds of different floor plans one bedroom two bedroom one bath two bedroom two bath all the way up to a big three-bedroom, two-bath, 1,100-square-foot model, and $500 off. If you sign up in the month of February, you get $500 off here at the Lofts at Valencia. Stay tuned. Sooner Football Talk lives here. This is The Ref. I'm Noble McIntyre, attorney at McIntyre Law. For almost 30 years, I've had the privilege of representing people across Rush on the ref, Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. Hopefully we will get Bob Stoops on later on this hour at some point during the show today. Didn't get an answer from Coach, but uh, they got training camp going on right now, so uh, he's probably yeah. got some stuff uh, going on at this point. He does have, I was looking at his um, training camp roster that he currently has, and he's got five former Sooners. LaRon Stokes, Drew Samia, mm. Jalen Redman, Bobby Evans, and Adrian Ely. So three former OU offensive linemen and Samia Evans and Ely that he has uh, in camp right now. 
Some OUD Stokes and who was who was the other one? Jalen Redman. Well, I, I had Stokes, Samia, Redman, Ely, and Bobby I missed Evans. the other one. Bobby Evans. Okay. He was with the Rams, right? Wasn't that where he was last? Bobby Evans? Yeah, I think that's right. And they had Letty Brown. Remember him from West Virginia, running back, is yeah. on the roster. I think he played on the team last year. And then yeah, you'll remember good. this name, former top 10 overall draft pick from Clemson, Vic Beasley, is on the roster yeah. for the Arlington Renegades. Yeah, it was there in Atlanta for a while. We had talked about him, I think, whenever the – the draft just came out, the UFL draft. So uh, some some names there, and uh, you know, got some some continuity from the guys from last year. Got their quarterback coming back. So I'm a, I'm anxious to see that. That's going to be fun. I like that they merged the two leagues. I think that's the best way to do it. I mean, you're already competing for really a small pie. No reason to really split it up between two leagues that are going at the same time. I think this is the better way to operate. They got eight teams, should be competitive, fun. Um, it's wild, dude. Football season, well, football off season is interesting. I think because of the the Super Bowl, as it gets further and further back, it, the Super Bowl ends and it kind of feels like okay, football season's over, and you kind of lump everything together. But spring ball is literally starting next week for a bunch of schools. Yep. So it's 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 wild to think how quickly it starts, you know. And I, I realize that a lot of schools were done in you know mid to late December. So you've had you'll have two full months, and then maybe I guess it's probably more like ten weeks off before you really kick into spring ball. But it still just feels like it's on you before you know it. 405 says, is Landry Jones pretty much done playing football uh, yeah. anywhere? Yeah, so he was on the Renegades that first year in 2020. COVID mm-hmm. happened, and then he didn't come back after that. So I think uh, he's just enjoying family life right now is what it sounds like. Yeah, he's doing family life, and I believe he bought – so I hope I'm not messing this up. There is like a franchise – for for training quarterbacks, I think it's called like D one something. Uh, is it D one prep or something like that? And he has one of those in, you know, I think the Dallas Fort Worth area somewhere around there. He's got one where he's training quarterbacks. Uh, I'll have G- to look that up. It says uh, on his Twitter page, it says Jones. Well, I just I just found it. It said like Jones QB Academy starting. Uh, okay, it it. it exited out for some reason but sounds like you could be right you want me about to teach that. you how to use the interweb yeah Tyler? please do I mean, actually jeez i don't know what's going on with this thing today <laughs> yeah he's he's needless to say he is teaching quarterbacks down there coaching quarterbacks down there in texas slim brady says i thought coach stoops only comes on when the baseball games are on <laughs> 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 if you listen to the show on friday you get that one uh, okay, yeah, we'll we'll, uh, we'll hopefully catch up with Coach Stoops later. But in the meantime, it does allow us the opportunity to read all of the uh, great text that we got during the first segment today. From the 614 State of Ohio, I locked in a hotel room at La Quinta Inn and Suites, Oxford, the day the Mississippi date was announced. Just don't know if I can handle Baton Rouge after experiencing the Neanderthals in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Booma. Well... Uh, totally understandable. Now, 
we have talked about this, and you brought up a good point. I believe Thank it you. was you. Yeah, it was. It whenever was we me. talked about yeah. it, um, when you play LSU in New Orleans instead of Baton Rouge, you attract the lowest common denominator of LSU fan, right? So, not that it's not that it's so much better in Baton Rouge, but it's probably a less hostile and crazy crowd, right? Yeah. And, or no? Um, yeah, a, a little bit. I, I think a little bit better. Like on, when, when <laughs> they're on the, maybe. We, I mean, it's a pretty low bar, right, from what we all experienced right. in New Orleans back in 2003. I will say I have uh, seen a few LSU games away or outside the state of Louisiana, and I don't know if something was wrong, but they acted like normal human beings for the most part. Like, even the Peach Bowl, a college football playoff game, I didn't hear yeah. much trash talk at all from, from LSU fans. <laughs> I don't know what that was about. Uh, that was sympathy, okay? Yes, they, That's what they you knew it was going to happen. Uh, Why didn't they tell me before kickoff? Jeez, I would like to know. Gee, yeah, there was, that was, I think that was a sympathy game after they came out and jumped all over us the way that they did. But, yeah, I, that may be true, but I, I can understand. And maybe, you know, if if there's one fan base the Sooner fans hate more than any other, it is LSU, and rightfully so. Like, there's some deep scars there. And maybe because of that, we, we don't have a, a big group of fans go down there. I mean, yeah, but I've still who, heard a lot of people. Honestly, though. who wants to go somewhere where you feel like you're going to be treated horribly? Yeah, and and I thought that initially. I've just heard a lot of people that, and, and honestly, like one of my buddies who I don't think he's been to a true road game in a long time. He's going with his wife. Like they're going to do the New Orleans thing a couple days before, and then go to Baton Rouge mm-hmm. after. So I, I've heard of a of a lot of OU fans that are going to going well, to make that trip. Here's you know my theory about why the OU Texas OU crowd is so good is because it's fifty thousand of our party animals that make that trip down there. And I think like the OU Texas crowd, which is going to party and be loud, be crazy, I think that I, the people that go to LSU, it's probably going to be that crowd, not the down-in-front crowd. Oh, boy. <laughs> what what could possibly go wrong if we're bringing the party crowd to uh, Baton Rouge for the last game of the weekend? I don't know, but I'm excited uh, yeah. to see it. I'll be right in the middle of it, uh, whatever happens. It, it's going to be our crowd that takes, like, uh, you know, they take their knuckles down there. They take their, their, their weapons. I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be the – the wild OU fans that take the trip down there that want the smoke. So you said you think LSU fans are the SEC fans that OU hate the most. Like Obviously, excluding Texas, you think LSU fans. And, uh, and I would I agree think, with that. I, I, no, think it's I think it's not even wide excluding margin. Texas. Uh, I, I don't even hmm. think you have to exclude Texas. Yeah. I mean, oh, I'm I mean just, there's, there's like a built-in rivalry – hatred with with texas fans but with lsu there is like uh 
deeply offended, like scarred. It's a different category. I mean, it's, we're talking twenty some years you ago, just dude. Mix it and up. It's still... You still you just mix it up with Texas fans a lot more than you do LSU fans. But I do agree, like the scars are still there twenty years after the fact from that game. But let's just mm-hmm. exclude Texas, okay, with from this exercise. We'll just put them off to the side. Um, SEC fans, the three SEC fan bases that OU fans hate the most. And let's go in order. LSU's number one. I absolutely agree with that. Um, who's who's next? Has Mizzou fans, with everything going on on social media, have they made their way to number two? Is it Texas A&M? Florida? Some people uh, got treated poorly by Florida fans at the title game. Really? Okay. I, I would say, and I could be wrong on this, but I would think it's LSU, Missouri, and A&M in some order. And I just don't know that there's enough history anywhere else that people, there's a hatred, but it could be Florida. You could be right. Maybe Florida is the one I'm overlooking. Tennessee, you didn't get treated bad there. The exact opposite is what it sounds like. Georgia fans were fine at the Rose Bowl. No, no issues there. Um, Arkansas fans. Auburn in the Sugar. Auburn fans were awesome at the Sugar Bowl. I, I thought they were fantastic. I Big fan of Auburn fans after uh, after that weekend out on Bourbon Street. No issues there whatsoever. Kentucky fans, no history. South Carolina fans, no history. Arkansas fans, you know, whatever. Not much history on the football side of things. Ole Miss, same thing. Mississippi State, same thing. So these rankings might change over the next five years. But I would say LSU 1, Missouri 2, Texas A&M 3 as of, as of right now. Well, I, and, you know, here's the other thing. I, a lot of it matters when you face the team because I, the 08 Florida team and fan base is going to approach things a little bit different than today's Florida fans. Just like Missouri fans. So what, were they were killing people back you know, then? Or a couple years well, yeah, I'm just saying. Like, for example, when we went to Tennessee and when we had the the last home and home with Tennessee, Tennessee hadn't accomplished anything. But I know they still haven't accomplished anything, but they've been much closer to accomplishing something. And they're gonna the the chest is gonna be puffed out a little bit more right now. That no, that I I learned that with Alabama fans. So we went to we were in Tuscaloosa in '03 when you guys played out there. I think I've told you this before, but we're trying to find a place to park, and we didn't have to try very hard because people are oh Oklahoma plates, come on in, yeah, park right here for free. Now nah, here here's a beer and everything. I, I've never been treated as well as the Alabama trip in 2003, and then I didn't go to another Alabama game until after like they were on their run. And they were humble back in 03, super nice. Hey, go deal with Francione and A&M, will you? The mood really changed with that fan base after they got really good. That, that tends to happen. That's right. They're not, uh, they weren't all, update, all nice. Just got a text message from the Hall of Fame coach himself. He says uh, he's ready to go. So let's hit, a, let's hit a quick timeout here, Tyler, and then come back and uh, see what Coach Stoops has going on. What do you say? Yeah, tell Sound him I'll good? call him in four minutes. All right. Uh, quick timeout. We'll have Coach Stoops next hanging out today at the Lofts at Valencia up in Edmond. Sound off any time of day on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. 
Knippelmeyer Chevrolet in Blanchard, USA. Introducing the Oklahoma Breast Center, a beacon of hope in the fight against breast This is a public service message from the American Cancer Society. My daughter was diagnosed with a rare malignant rhabdoid tumor on the spine. They sent her straight to St. Jude. My hope was gone. But when you get there, everyone's like, hey, we're not going to give up. And when you see other people not giving up on your child, that makes all the difference in the world. When I found out I didn't have to pay, I was just grateful. They saved my baby's life. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, Bob Stoops joins us now, brought to you by Modelo. And Bob's had a busy past few days because training camp has begun in Arlington. And I guess you never know what you're going to get when you start training camp in February. But it looks like you guys have had some pretty warm days here to start, Coach. Um, how, how's it been going the first few days of camp? Oh, it's been great. Uh, we've had, yeah, we've had great weather. Team looks great. Uh, we had her on the field the first time uh, yesterday and uh, had our first practice uh, today. So it was great. We got a great-looking team. Uh, you know, you think about going from 16 teams to eight, you're getting the best of all those other uh, eight teams that, that aren't playing anymore. So the competition's tougher and better, and, and the skill level and at every position is, is stronger and, and, and better. And for, for Sooner fans that are going to be paying attention and and obviously following you guys, you you got a handful of Sooners down there on your team. It's That's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, we do. We, uh, heck, uh, got LaRon Strokes, Jalen Redmond, uh, Drew Samia, Bobby Evans, um, uh, Adrian Ely, uh, so uh, a bunch of guys. So, uh, yeah, they'll be fun to watch, and they all look good. So, um Anyhow, yeah, there's, um, you know, like I said, all across the board, it's a, it's a great-looking team. And, I, I, you know, I'm sure the other teams are the same way. There's just more talent spread around less teams. Season opener March 30th against the Birmingham Stallions. For tickets, go to theufl.com backslash tickets. That's theufl.com backslash tickets. Teddy, you like a good redemption story, right? Absolutely, well, who doesn't? I think today could be a redemption story for you. Coach was not happy with you on Friday that you missed out on uh, National Tequila Day, no rock and roll tequila. It is National <laughs> it is national <laughs> Strawberry Day today, guys. So, Teddy, strawberry rock and roll tequila is what you could have today to celebrate National Strawberry Day. Yeah, that's a good idea. Tyler. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Maybe a strawberry tequila margarita tonight. Uh, we got a late Thunder game at nine o'clock tip, so uh, maybe that's a, that's just about right. I like it. Well, Thanks for the reminder, good. Tyler. You might be too tipsy to pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> that's the point. That's the point. Yeah. Well, Coach, we were we were looking at. Um, there was a cool article out today on ESPN. Um, the top eighty quarterbacks from. Uh, the 2000s on, and there's six quarterbacks from Oklahoma on there. Um, how did you nope. guys have such a good run picking guys? I mean, you had in-state guys. You had out-of-state guys, highly recruited guys, guys that recruiting went under the radar. Was there any secret to it? Which guys we liked, um, uh, first and foremost, 
um, when we looked at them is, is, you know, how accurate and tough they are. You know, um, those two things, you got, you have to be accurate even if somebody's athletic. If they're not a- accurate, we didn't want them. Uh, obviously, you get both. You love that. And you look at, you know, guys like Kyler and even Baker, the way he could scramble and whatnot. And uh, and Jason White was a great athlete um, and all along. But, I mean, after two knee surgeries, he wasn't quite the runner that he was. He was he could run ahead of that. He was a heck of an athlete. So athleticism, but, but uh, you know, the, 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 the arm, the accuracy, the toughness, you know, and, and the kind of people they were. Um, you know, you start with, uh, heck, our first class, you know, we get, uh, you know, Josh Heupel, runner-up to the Heisman Trophy and, you know, a national champion quarterback. We also got Jason White and Nate Hibble in that class. So Jason White wins the Heisman. Nate Hibble is a Rose Bowl MVP and leads us to a Big 12 championship. And, uh, you know, and then on and on. And we recruit, uh, I'm trying to think of the, well, you know, the guys like, uh, you know, uh, uh, Landry Jones is, uh, surely he was on the list. Yeah, he was. He, he says yeah. every, yep. he got every OU record there is and was a fabulous quarterback. And then Sam Bradford, what can you say? I mean, just on and on. Just, uh, we were fortunate, but we also, you know, we also picked like Sam out of high school wasn't but a three star and wasn't everyone wasn't going bonkers about him and he's as good as, as there as there's been through college and you look at all he's done so anyhow it's uh yeah that's uh that's fun i hadn't seen that article but it doesn't surprise me 67 straight for OU softball i mean it was a really good weekend around here a lot of good things happened with a lot of different OU teams on campus they're opening up a new stadium on friday Patty's going to get a statue at some point, but 67 straight wins, that's hard to wrap your head around. I mean, they're just so good, but Patty getting a statue is what I wanted to ask you about. I mean, that's about as statue worthy of a career as you could as you could ask for. Oh, absolutely. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah she's incredible. Uh, always has been. I enjoyed working and being in meetings with her when I was there and just a true professional. And, uh, yeah, I love it uh, for the success they're having. And it, it, they look what I what I love about what they're doing right now is rather than feeling pressure of a streak or you know even last year I, I commented to Patty on this the joy and the excitement they play with is true and that's what that's what keeps you from getting tight and the, the love of the game and you know that allows you to be at your best and they are you know uh, so anyway it's. Uh, you know, Patty's reaching them the right way, obviously, and uh, you know, and, and uh, as well as the other assistant coaches and, and team leaders. So anyway, I'm, I'm excited for them. And uh, when it comes to statues, I know OU tried a long time ahead of me retiring. I said, no way do I want one before I'm, you know, before I'm out of <laughs> here. So, uh, so I, I wonder if Patty's the same way. But if she isn't, they need to put one up as soon as they can. <laughs> No doubt, no doubt. Well, uh, I'm, I'm sure you saw this or maybe saw the highlights, but we had a unbelievable Bedlam Hoops game on Saturday. Oh, Come, comes down to overtime, last-second shot. 
And it was amazing. I'm, I'm thrilled they got that win. But, you know, we still have softball left, which they've got a series. It's the last series of, of the season and, and baseball. But it's wild to think that, you know, football and now hoops, Bedlam's done. Like, I, it's, it's, is it strange to you? I mean, it's strange to me that we're not going to be playing Oklahoma State every year and everything. But I don't know. I guess that's the new era, right? It can be, but uh, who knows what will happen. But it's, it seems like that's the, the direction. But I don't know. I mean, other other states do it. Florida, Florida State still play. And they, yeah. they play in pretty tough conferences. And uh, and uh, I know there's other ones. I was thinking of a couple other ones. I forget anyway, but people will think of them. But, um, you know, if both sides want to do it, it it's feasible. And, uh, you know, so we'll see where it goes. Speaking of basketball, interesting storyline for the men's hoops team on Saturday. They got the number one team in the nation coming into the Lloyd Noble Center, and it's Kelvin Sampson's Houston Cougars. I think this yeah, is the, I, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I just he's done an incredible job. Uh, yeah, I texted uh, Kelvin after their overtime win, and he hit me back and happy for him that it's going so well. And uh, and he, I've heard him say multiple times how how his life has changed in this league. And even though they're managing it well this year, he's, he understands how tough this league is and, and um, you know, in, in basketball. And, and uh, he's managing it really well right now. What was your relationship like with Kelvin when you were both oh, in the same time? Oh, very close. Very close, yeah. We golfed together or hung out together. And, uh, uh, you know, just uh, we, we got along really well and have always kept in touch. So, uh yeah, I'm happy he's doing so well. Coach, we appreciate you. We know you're busy there with camp going on and everything. You guys uh, stay healthy down there, and we'll we'll talk to you soon. Okay, guys. Great to, great to talk with you. All right. There you go. There's Coach Stoops. And um, that's pretty good stuff. Yeah. I, Kelvin coming back is, is, is pretty cool. I think that's going to be – I mean, it's it's nice to. See, I I don't know how like what it was like whenever he left, but I think definitely uh, he's going to get a welcome response whenever he well, he steps foot back yeah, in the LNC. And I haven't thought about I hadn't thought about this until just like fifteen seconds ago. But you know, you, you hear it all the time, especially in the NBA. Like, oh, this guy's coming back. He used to play for you. You going to do some sort of a tribute video? It feels like that's a big thing. A tribute video. I wonder if OU does yeah. any sort of a tribute video for not only not, not only him, but Hollis and Qantas and Kellen, who are all back. I, I, I wonder if they plan on doing something special for all four of those, or just Kelvin by himself. I'm They have to, right? Uh, something. They may not go crazy with it, but there has to be something, considering, I mean, that's probably, that's that's the last heyday of, Oh, you hoops, right? I mean, well, I mean, if, Buddy Heald had that, that was a hate. I mean, Sweet Sixteen and a Final yeah. Four and back to back years, but that was that's true. You know, if you want to talk about the Hollis era, like most people, I don't know, most people. There's a lot of people on our text line that Billy Ball was, you know, the, the most fun they've ever had watching OU basketball. And if I would have lived through that era, it'd probably be mine too, right? Like the mid '80s, late mm-hmm. '80s. I think for a lot of people, though, it could be if they even live through the Billy Ball era, maybe that with, with Hollis and Qantas and that group could be number two. It was a very special era of OU hoops, man. I mean, 
Well, uh, Final Four, back to Final Four. Like elite Eight. Yeah. 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 Final Four and Elite Eight in back to back years. Hollis's last two years on campus, they won, what, three consecutive Big 12 tournaments? It was. Yeah, I, look, I don't know if they're going to do it. It's an era worth remembering, though. I, I will say that. For sure. Yeah, for sure. All right. Got to hit a break here. Hanging out the Valencia up in Edmond. They've got all kinds of different floor plans here. One bedroom, two bedroom, three bedroom. And if you sign up in the month of February, time's running out, but you get $500 off. They've got all kinds of amenities here. Really cool stuff. Uh, just opened the lofts at Valencia. Stay tuned. Sound off any time of day on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet in Blanchard, USA. Introducing the Oklahoma Breast Center, a beacon of hope in the fight against breast cancer. With the guidance of Dr. Denise Rabel, our team of breast cancer specialists delivers the most advanced treatments for your best possible outcome. From diagnosis to survivorship, we guide you every step of the way, placing an emphasis on compassion. Four hours a day. Uh, the 918 says, My sons had a guinea pig named Hollis. In honor of Hollis Price. <laughs> you, you better be nice. careful. You better be careful doing that these days. You know? You, you get a new pet in the family. Oh, let's name it after our favorite player. And the favorite player plays Kayden. for another school. Yeah, Caden. <laughs> I hope no one named their dog Lincoln. <laughs> uh, I think there's a bunch of dogs out there named Lincoln. I think there's some chihuahuas uh, out there named Buki running around still. Yeah. There's some bookies out there. There's some. Are there any? Uh, are there any Trajans out there? <laughs> oh, he's a five star. Hell yeah! Are some Rattlers out there. Yeah. Like, yeah. Nine one eight. Doubt OU does any kind of video for Kelvin. Remember when he left? OU was hit for recruiting violations. I think that elephant is still in the room. Yeah, a lot of times passed, though. A lot of times passed. I think about it. I I know that there was a violation there, but I think it was like a a text message sent like during the wrong recruiting window or something, right? I mean, I don't know that anyone's holding grudges over that anymore. Whenever we're seeing the NIL phase, and I heard you guys talking about what was it? Uh, Jackson Dart signed a deal with NetJets. So I don't know that – I mean, it may still be in the room, but I don't think it's an elephant anymore. It may be a dust particle. Callie and Norman says, I named my dog Riley. Sooner Jet (laughs) says, I got a jackass out in the pasture and named him Lincoln. 405 says, my brother and sister-in-law have a dog named KD. 405, I adopted a dog with one testicle and named him Lincoln. Greg from Lawton, my nephew named his boy Lincoln, SMH. Oh, wow. Didn't even That's ask, and they still brilliant. deliver every single time. Every single just time. Brilliant. <laughs> That's so good. I love it. I, but seriously, you got to be careful with that now. You know? Sure. Uh, uh, even a coach these days. You, you, yeah. you, you used to get a minimum of three years, unless you did something bad like – Mike Price did at Alabama. You really get three years, and then at the end of the three years, all right, let's evaluate things. If it's pretty bad, then we'll go ahead and fire you. Now it could be like 18 months before you get fired for a job. So you, 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 better, you better hope that that person's either going to be a legend or stick around as the coach for a while. Yeah, and while I think 
everyone still loves Coach Venables. I doubt there's many uh, dogs out there named Brent. <laughs> I kind of like Brent as a dog name. Yeah. Better than BV as a dog name. I wouldn't want It's kind of like Brian off Family Guy, right? It's like, that's funny. Well, we'll see. We'll see what names pop up in the in the uh, in the near future. It usually has to be kind of a name that's off the off the beaten path a little bit, like a Lincoln or a Baker or something like that. Oh yeah, we got a new but. dog. JFA is what we named him. <laughs> JFA. Oh, good stuff. All right, quick timeout. Hanging out the lofts at Valencia up here in Edmond. Remember, one bedroom, two bedroom, three bedroom. Uh, all the way up to the 1,100-square-foot model. And if you sign up in the month of February, $500 off. Stay tuned. More from The Rush coming up. You're listening to the home of Sooner fans, KREF, Norman, Oklahoma, and streaming live on the KREF app. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Jeff Lister here.